they, they're just, they're very brainwashed. So they're dumb? Me. Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, essentially. But I don't want to say they're dumb. But is stupid better? Yeah, there are, they are fucking idiots. And, and I'm a Christian. But that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, yeah, because I think the majority of Christians in the world have pretty much accepted a lot of these things as true. They've accepted that the majority of the Bible is not to be taken literally, and they've accepted that things like evolution are just irrefutable facts at this point. Well, except the fact that it was like planted by the government, whatever, <laughs> to lead us away from Christianity. Exactly, but- yeah. Because it's a conspiracy go- against God. Because here's the thing: the government is Christian, but they want to lead you away from Christianity <laughs> so that they can be the best Christians, and then eventually ridicule you so they can yeah. gather as many people up as they can and kill them. That way, they can be the only ones to go to heaven. Yes. <laughs> because if there's anything God talked about, it's about being very rich, very powerful, and segregating everyone so that you make it into heaven and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The absence. Show me it's a beautiful day. You no, have I don't. No, even dumb people like, say smart you things. You are I can't denounce the fine objective. Get the fuck out of you my face. I'm too stupid and genocide. Logical, Religion has non-religious answer. I'm a Mennonite. Dissertation of chalk talk. Play devil's advocate. <laughs> okay, welcome back. How How is everyone doing? I hope you're having a good, good day. Yeah, yeah. Good week for them. Just today. I hope the rest of your week was shitty. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck the rest of their week. <laughs> yeah, fuck your weeks, but today's great. Yeah. Hope you're having a great today. <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'll probably be a Friday still, so happy Fridays or something. Maybe it'll be a Monday, though. Who knows? Whatever day it is, it's going to be the best day of your week. So if it is Monday, get ready for a real <laughs> shit week. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, with these episodes, I mean, you're just going to leave stressed either way. So yeah. you'd be like, oh, great. Christianity is going to take all my rights. And I'll be so happy about it. Yeah, I'm great. I'm I'm excited. I'm so, happy to I'm happy to be to discriminated against and I can't wait. All right, so well, Satan, Satanic know? Panic Part 3. Please. Today is the actual Satanic Panic, right? Not yeah. just leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll kind of touch a little bit on that very last topic. Um this could be kind of cut it off. Yeah. And there, um, I guess I, I mean, realistically, I could go a lot more in depth on this topic, but he just pulled a journal out. Yes, I did. And because I didn't have time to even take notes on this, I didn't need to double take them. I already have them all down in a, in a handwritten notebook on this one. Let me see your handwriting. It's terrible. It's not that bad. In, in some cases, it can be relatively organized. I like this book, though. Where'd you get this book? Got it at Barnes and Noble. Looks real Satan y. Yeah. I have a, a, another one that's. Way more satany. So, satanic panic. The last part, uh, the last topic that we were gonna like graze over, I guess, was uh, Jerry Falwell and the founding of like the moral majority, which I'm a part of. <sighs> yeah, and fundamentalist Christianity, like at that point, basically reemerged publicly, and, what and sort is- of took. What is fundamentalist Christianity? Okay. Give me a definition. Yeah, okay. So that's that's where we're going to go into this into my notes here on Jerry Falwell specifically. Okay. And so fundamentalism uh, is okay. Falwell himself was a self-proclaimed fundamentalist. So he described himself as a fundamentalist Christian and at a certain point he shifts his opinion on what the definition of a start. fundamentalist is. So I think 
by finding the definition uh, that he used at the beginning. Okay. Because... But, I mean, your opinion can change. I can't use that against him. My opinion changes day to day. <laughs> I mean, and I guess it should if you have, like, evidence to make it change. Okay, so fundamentalist Christianity is going to consist of a couple of different denominations, but it's known as Christian fundamentalism or oftentimes, like, Christian evangelicalism. And it's essentially Protestantism who believe in biblical literacy or uh yeah where everything is to be taken as literal infallible word okay um exactly as it says so they believe in biblical literalism they believe in original sin which is the concept that adam and eve sinned and then as a result all generations going forth are born are, are born into sin um and then that grouping consists of everything from like the Baptist Bible fellowships to certain groups of Mormons and even uh, like Pentecostals. Charismatics is what that type would be called. The types who believe in like tongues and all the crazy falling down on the floor shit. <laughs> well, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So they basically just believe everything very literally. This is God's word. It's never been changed. There's nothing we... This is the highest order of word. Yeah, and it was kind of something that arose almost in opposition to the theory of biological evolution. Okay. So they were like, fuck that. This is real. This is the real stuff, right? This is the science. Yeah, and you have to also remember that, you know, in the time period when this is becoming a thing they're marginalized. So they're they're maybe trying to find ways to push back against that uh like pre-established consensus that they're outdated or something in their beliefs. Okay. And so they double down and and push forward basically and like they are the types that they don't drink alcohol, you know, they're very strict over like what, what types of movies and like Jesus drinks wine. You know, and and these people would be like, well, the wine back then was a lesser percentage, and so it didn't really get you drunk. That's so, essentially okay. They say it was essentially grape juice, is what I've been told. So drink lower alcohol percentage wine. You know, but you know that's not what the way they think. They they're just they're very brainwashed. So they're dumb. Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, essentially. But I don't want to say they're dumb but is stupid better yeah there are they are fucking idiots and and i'm a christian but that's pretty ridiculous i mean yeah because i think the majority of christians in the world have pretty much accepted a lot of these things as true they've accepted that the majority of the bible is not to be taken literally and they've accepted that things like evolution are just irrefutable facts at this point. Well, except the fact that it was like planted by the government, whatever, <laughs> to lead us away from Christianity. Exactly. But yeah. Because it's a conspiracy against God. Because here's the thing: the government is Christian, but they want to lead you away from Christianity <laughs> so that they can be the best Christians, and then eventually ridicule you, so they can yeah. gather as many people up as they can and kill them. That way, they can be the only ones to go to heaven. Yes. <laughs> Because if there's anything God talked about, it's about being very rich, very powerful, and segregating everyone so that you make it into heaven and they don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like a combination of things that made them respond to these threats that were threatening to 
take away their privilege, essentially. And, you know, that's Darwin. That's things like the Earth being discovered to be far older than a literal reading of the book of Genesis would suggest. Yeah. Which they believe the Earth is like 6,000 years old. Yeah. Because there's some, yeah, there's some stuff in there that says like, there was this generation and then this generation and they lived this long and this long and it kind of says exactly how old it is and it's like, no, it's probably way older than that. Yeah. Like millions. Well, I think it was like they've basically like counted the ice layers and one ice layer forms every year (laughs) and there's just a certain number of ice layers and it's a lot more than 6,000 or... Yeah, it's 6,001. So it's basically the same thing. There's that have been dated to be 10,000 years old. Like, it's like, okay, well... How is this tree 10,000 years old if the whole planet's only 6,000? This is how. This is how, Ben. When that tree was born, it was 4,000 years old. Yeah, exactly. When God created the planet, that was a 4,000-year-old tree. Oh, my God. And then it lived a (laughs) 6,000-year life and died at 10,000. That's how that happens. Also, dinosaurs aren't real. Can we talk about that? Yeah, they're what? The devil put them here, like Alice in Chains said, you know. Um, Either the devil or God put it here to trick us to lead us away from God. No, no, no. It's the devil put dinosaurs here. That's the name of the Alice in Chains Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. The devils put fake dinosaur bones here. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but this is the same album too. You know this? Mm Mm-mm. Sick. You know Alice in Chains? Yeah, it's Alice in Chains. I didn't listen to him a lot. I just yeah. know the name. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the chick from um, The Grinch? Mm, no. That's what I always heard. That's like Cindy Lou Who. I know. I know, but I heard like the girl that played Cindy Lou Who grew up to be the chick singing in Alice in Chains. It's a guy. Okay, so moving on from Alice in Chains. <laughs> I get distracted really it's okay. easily. And going back. So Okay, so moving on from Alice in Chains and going back to the fundamentalism you got to remember that throughout this early mid 20th century the christians are kind of on their little self-imposed exile and everything and they have you know recused themselves from politics and from worldly issues and from being involved with anything like that at this point they should have stayed that way i agree but they didn't and so falwell his agenda was essentially to convert these self-described fundamentalists into quote unquote conservative Christians. Oh wow. Okay, so yeah, so through his and this guy had everything. Like if you had a TV in the 80s, uh you were basically consuming his media because he was running direct mail, he was running audio tapes and videotape series, he was running books, magazines, newsletters, pamphlets, college courses. He literally built the biggest Christian university in the world. Which is what? Liberty University in, oh. in Lynchburg. Hey, shout out to Virginia. Oh my God. <laughs> Concerts, rallies, Bible studies, conferences, prayer groups, and literally thousands of other things all over the country and so basically he was in every aspect of people's lives and so he founds this political lobbying organization called the moral majority in like 1979 do i like the moral majority uh no they get reagan elected and he makes weed illegal and wait that was reagan i'm pretty sure that was that recent weed was i mean i could be wrong 
Maybe he starts the war on drugs. He definitely started the war on drugs. Then yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Reagan starts the war on drugs and really also solidifies the alignment of conservative Christianity with the Republican Party. What else? So I don't know anything about presidents. Yeah. Except the ones that I've been alive for. Yeah. What was Reagan like? Like what was his poli- I know he was conservative. But like I've heard good things about Reagan. But then again, my I I live in a very conservative family. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know enough to really to really offer an opinion. I know about I know about these things. And I know that he was elected because of Christianity. Yeah. Good looking man, by the way. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And he yeah, he was a big proponent of the moral majority too. Like the the conservative Christian base really wanted him. Okay. And I guess that influenced his decisions like with the war on drugs and everything too. Which, you know, <laughs> we lost. <laughs> we yeah. lost. Drugs won that yeah. real hard. And you know, hail drugs because drugs are a satanic thing. No, okay, first off, fuck Satanism, but we do love drugs. You you don't mean that, though. I do. you like Satanists. Fuck Satanists. You like Satanists. Fuck you, Ben. Fuck Satan. <laughs> Getting back to the topic. They believed. <laughs> What's a topic? They believed that God was calling them to public action and to social reform. Uh, they, to quote Jerry Falwell, he wanted them to be lawyers litigating for prayer in schools he wanted them to become teachers who would teach evolution as part of God's process. Oh, Weirdly wait. enough, that one did surprise me. Is this the the Family Guy? No, that's not. This isn't Doug Coe. Um, okay, that, yeah, that was but Doug they're Coe. they're in the same yeah. in the same group. Uh, but I thought that was interesting that Jerry Falwell wanted t- Christians who would be called to public action out of this self-imposed exile and to become teachers who would teach evolution as part of God's process. I mean, yeah, you can believe in both. I mean, I I agree. You I sh- believe in both. You should teach evolution as part of God's process if you're going to believe in magic anyway. So, I mean, you know, at least get something, right? But, you know, I don't know what's up with them nowadays, but, you know, he wanted them to be, uh, well, you know, hospital staff who would oppose abortions. Oh. You know, th- this is when... Abortion became a political issue too. In the well, not only a political issue, but a religious issue was this merging of religion and a political party. Well, yeah, when you murder children, I'm just kidding, everyone. I'm very for abortion, except I think I should be able to choose who gets an abortion and who doesn't. Oh my god! And I mean, obviously, I'm for abortion because the fifth tenet of the Satanic Temple literally states that everyone is. Has control of their own bodies. Well, yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. I know one's a, body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Here's my argument. I know a girl that is pregnant that needs an abortion, and she won't get it, and I feel like I should be able to intervene. I mean, but who are you to intervene? Why can't smart. I intervene? I'm smart. Uh, if you knew her, you would. Compared to who, though? Her. Compared <laughs> to her. <laughs> That's who we're comparing it to. She's dumb as fuck. Fair and enough. She Fair should enough. not have a kid. She put her head behind the tire of her boyfriend's car when he tried to leave and her. And that's why you are a Levian Satanist. I and I am a TST modern Satanist. I am a Christian. Levian Satanist. <laughs> that's not what Christian is. I mean, you bait you actually believe in everything that Levian Satanists believe in. <laughs> but do I believe in it or do I joke about believing? Mm. You definitely believe it. <laughs> Maybe. 
Okay, anyways. Jerry um, Falwell. Um, 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 on the flip side, apparently God, quote unquote, also called some Protestants to... This is an example. God called certain Protestants to rebel against British rule, and he called others to defend it. Wow. You know, on, on some Protestants, he called to abolish slavery, and on others, he called to defend it. It almost seems like... On some Protestants, he called to work on behalf of abortion and gay rights and gender equality. And on others, he worked, he told to fight on the behalf that they were signs of moral decline. It almost seems like Christians like to use God to support their own opinion. Yeah. But that's crazy. Isn't that, did the Nazis claim? Yeah, they did claim to be like working for God. Not our God. They, they, they claim to be working for Christian mm -hmm. God, Protestant God, because he definitely wasn't working for the Jewish God. <laughs> Yes, he was. The Jewish God is mean as fuck. I mean, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. He's, yeah. you know, That's I love this one quote, actually. I'm going to pull it up here. There's a quote from Richard Dawkins about the God of the Old Testament. And this quote says, The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all of fiction. <laughs> Jealous and proud of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak, a vindictive, bloodthirsty, ethnic cleanser, a misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty harsh. And, you know, he's spot on. <laughs> if you read literally anything about the Old Testament, he's... He's spot on. And that's what the Jewish Bible is, right? It's just the Old Testament, basically? Yeah, they don't believe in anything past that. Which is convenient, though, because they always refer to the Ten Commandments as the most important law in the world. Damn. What are the Ten Commandments? I don't know the Ten Commandments. I, I couldn't even tell you all of them, but I know the first one is going to start as thou out, start out as Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, that's a good one. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. What does that mean? You shouldn't say things like God damn but or is, oh my God is or that what oh it means? Lord or Jesus Christ. Yeah, you shouldn't use the Lord's name in a way that is What's the undignified. Can you look up position. the Can you look up the definition of vain? Vain is having or showing an excessively high opinion of one's appearance, abilities, or worth, or producing no result useless. Wait, so wouldn't that mean... In vain. Wouldn't that mean don't use God's name to project your opinions on other people? I, I don't know. What, what? Who knows what these words really mean? They were translated, and then they were retranslated, and they were retranslated, and then they were edited and retranslated and edited and retranslated, and then ripped apart by a book, and then retranslated from another dead language by five other people, and then... Ripped apart and edited by a king to fit what he wanted, and then re-edited and translated and re-edited and translated and translated and re-edited and re-edited and re-edited re until it's like published into five other copies, and then re-edited and re-edited and translated and re-edited and translated until we get to the point we're at now, where it's exactly the same as it was back then when it was written. Yeah, like the game of telephone. You know, when you yes. put something in one end and it comes out exactly the same every single time, Always. it never changes. Never. Yeah, I mean, I've, why would it? <laughs> yeah, that why. That's why languages all are the exact same language. Yeah. That's Duh. why I really hate the game telephone because you say one word and then you just hear it at the end and you're like, yep, we did that again. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Such a dumb Rest of the Ten Commandments. Remember to keep a Sabbath day holy. What's the Sabbath day? Saturday for the Jews. 
but oh. Sunday for Protestants. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Honor your father and mother. Okay. You know, obey everything they say, even if they tell you to kill someone. You should not kill. You should not uh, fuck women that aren't your woman. You should not steal. You should not lie about your neighbor. Define my woman. It just says, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. But, you know, who the fuck uses the word adultery? Old people. Exactly. So I clarified for younger listeners. Well, I'm not an adult, so I have not committed it. Well, I've only dated women and fucked other women. <laughs> yeah. Well, Actually, I it also, that. you know, it doubled down on that. It says you should not covet your neighbor's wife, too, or their goods. That's the next two commandments. So don't steal, don't fuck your neighbor's wife. No. Okay. I mean, these are not bad rules. I mean, I guess. But they're certainly not the basis of American law. The first two are in direct contradiction with American law. Good. It shouldn't be a part of American law. Exactly. I agree. And that's what's bullshit when they always are like, the Ten Commandments are the basis for the Bill of Rights. But then they're also like, well, that was the old covenant. We don't follow that anymore. It's like, what the fuck? Make up your minds. But, you know, they don't really do their good when it comes to making up their minds about anything. Well, yeah, us Christians, me being a part of them, we like to use God to voice our own opinions. We yeah. like, yeah, we like to use God to voice our own opinions, which I'm pretty sure is the actual definition of using the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, actually. Like, give an example. What do you mean? So, like, like the Ten Commandments thing. If you think it should be the basis, you're like, it's great. If you don't think it should be the basis for law, you're like, that's the old way. It's whatever you think, and you just make God fit it. And then you say, this is what God wants. Just like like you were saying with the Protestants, when some were for slavery, slavery and some were for against. Yeah. They just had their own opinions. Everyone just has their own interpretation, and they're like, ooh. This is what this God, is wants, what God me. wants I'm being called right yeah. now. And guess who's right? None of them. Or maybe all of them. <laughs> it's either none or God's all. God's really fucked up then. No, maybe not. It makes you think. Well, and Christians usually don't think, so they should. No, they don't. Um. So Falwell, I guess like, getting back to uh, just fundamentalism in general. Fundamentalism <clears throat> kind of goes through this shift then in the seventies and eighties, where it goes from being the core components containing things like it's like it's special little jargon it's militants towards other races it's missionary zeal where it was so proclamative of going out into other countries and spreading god's words it's as uh it's doctrinal literally like it's literacy or whatever you would call it it's being taken word for word um and then like it's the hyper masculinity where it only favors like preachers and businessmen and every other, everything is like, eh. and rich white people. Yeah. And then, okay. So it changes from that to where Falwell himself ends up describing throughout the seven 1970s and mid 1980s. Falwell describes fundamentalism as an evangelical who was mad about something. Oh, so he doesn't consider him one of these anymore. No, he does still. Because they're mad about the secularists taking uh, the country away from their God. <laughs> During the 1940s and 50s, you know, that's when all these people are working to blur these lines between 
fundamentalism and evangelicalism by founding these parachurch organizations. And that's a couple of them, such as the National Evangelical Association, Christianity Today, Fuller Seminary, Youth for Christ, Billy Graham Evangelicalistic Association, Liberty, Liberty University, like Youth Ministries, Liberty University Campus, Thomas Road Baptist Church. That's all on the Lynchburg stuff there, that part. Um, so that's stuff that's happening in the 40s and 50s. These organizations are pushing this type of rhetoric out into the public, so it becomes very prevalent. So the ground paired with all the stuff we talked about last time mm-hmm. is ripe for this to happen when it occurs in 1979. So people are, they're ready to stand up. They're ready to make their changes and take back their position. We're ready, we're ready to be Christians again. Yeah. Make yeah. America great again. That's <laughs> what we're ready to do. Yeah. And so uh, this was when the leaders defined a new litmus test for biblical interpretation. And that's things like the biblical literalism, where they believe that the Bible is literally true where they're strictly opposed to abortion and homosexuality. Westboro. Yeah, where they're very strict on the like gender roles, like the man is to work and be the pastors and businessmen, and the women stay at home and take care of the kids. <laughs> and so the second movement of fundamentalist reform, th- that's, what, that's what this is, is like the second movement. The first one kind of would be what occurred in the 50s when Billy Graham is preaching from the Capitol steps. Yeah. And so this one, it would have been a minor incident if it had only been confined to Falwell's congregation in Lynchburg and his little university. But instead it coincides with this larger movement of this whole thing called the Southern Baptist Convention or whatever. And at the same time, the larger evangelical constituency that's kind of realigning itself with being active in worldly affairs like politics and stuff. And so they have these high up leaders telling them, this is how you vote. This is what we believe. Make change. And so that ends up happening. And so all these pastors do vote the same way. They convince their congregations to vote the same way, and they make enough change to be able to get presidents elected. Yes. Now that's America. Oh, yes. And so they end up changing the context of evangelicalism at the time. And not only that, but they change modern America from being a secular nation into a Christian nation. This was our first. This is when we really grabbed America by the balls. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. And they've had it ever since. Um, yes. I like hearing that. Okay, say, can so you say that again for me? They've had it ever since. Because they're oh. fucking amazing. Pieces of shit. <laughs> so smart. So this is what leads Farwell to dub this collective group that he founds the moral majority. Because, you know, they're moral and they're the majority. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So during the 40s and 50s, actually, though, uh, it basically ends up being this formal breaking of the taboos between like the merging of religion and politics. And so there's a whole bunch of fucked up shit that we could talk about with Jerry Falwell. But I'm going to say that for Christian nationalism episode. Okay. And we'll continue with Satanic Panic Part 3 here. So the real case that sparked the whole Satanic Panic off is the McMartin preschool trial. Which we touched very briefly. Very briefly, yeah. In the last episode and gave a story that was somehow exactly the same. Yeah. Weirdly enough, weirdly enough though, because... 
it was literally exactly the same story, pretty yeah. much, in totally different countries. And as you bring up the American, I'll give the counterpart of the exact same story in Canada. Okay, okay. So the McMartin preschool trial, at the time, this trial was the longest-lasting, most expensive trial in American history. Damn. And when did it, this take place? 80s? 70s? Uh, 1980s. 1980s? Okay. Yeah. Let me just see here. It occurs in the 1980s. Yes. So it all starts with one really mentally ill woman named Judy Johnson. She sounds mental. Okay. Yep. And she is. Uh, so she's kind of the villain of this whole story. And she's kind of what starts this whole thing. Okay. But she's also completely mentally ill. And so it's not completely her fault. Yeah, it's just her brain's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't get to choose that. So. No. And on top of that, she's a massive alcoholic. <laughs> and she's also going through a really bad divorce at the time. Damn. Okay. And no one helps her at any point. So... She actually is later diagnosed with major schizophrenic disorder, and she rapidly deteriorates and dies. So, R.I.P. Yep. In 1983, she notices that her two-and-a-half-year-old son has an irritated, itchy asshole. Okay. Thanks for putting it nicely. <laughs> You're welcome. And she takes him to a doctor multiple times, and each time the doctors assure her, that her son's ass is completely fine. They're like, nothing's wrong. Your son's fine. Like, yeah. You're you're just freaking out, you crazy lady. Like and but she doesn't believe it, you know. She continues like poking her son's ass and <laughs> and prodding it or whatever. <laughs> Which probably might make that worse. And, and and she just, you know, she makes it worse and worse and worse. And and in her mental delirium, she becomes convinced that someone at her son's daycare is like fucking her son. Yeah. Which also in Martinsville, about 10 years later, which is a place in Saskatchewan, Canada, at a daycare, the first case was a small child with the parent and the parents found markings on her butt. And she said she was so someone at the daycare touched her with a pink rope. Yeah. <laughs> um, but already very similar. Like yeah. both yeah. start with kids' butts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and crazy parents. <laughs> crazy parents from daycares. Yep. Okay. And a, a Martin. <laughs> yeah, and Martin. Is that the McMartin Day School? McMartin Day School. And this in is in Martinsville. Martinsville. Yeah. Weird. And so I'm not. This is in July, 1983. In August, on August 12th, she calls the police and says that her son has been sodomized by a teacher at the McMartin Preschool, and that's the daycare he's been attending for about two weeks at this point. Mm -hmm. So Johnson tells investigators that her son has told her that a McMartin teacher named Ray, Ray Buckley, who's 25 years old, uh, taught him to play doctor and forced him to wear women's clothes. And she says that other children have told their parents about similar abuses. And so Ray Buckley is the only male teacher there. Okay, so the case is... This guy's getting these kids to dress up like women to play doctor, and we all know what that means. Some yeah, that's, that's what she she yeah. is alleging, yes. which is a pretty heavy allegation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the time, you know, you got to think in 1983, 
it is weird and off-putting and kind of even like emasculating to be a male in the childcare industry. Yeah. So he's looked at with suspicion, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go get a job for a man. Like, go work on an oil rig. Yeah. And so th- this guy, he's the grandson of Virginia McMartin, who is 76, and she founded the school in 1966, the same year that the Church of Satan was founded. And sorry, huh? In 1983, Peggy McMartin Buckley, who is Virginia's daughter and Ray's mother, was in charge of the school. And this school is a very highly rated school at this time. And these accusations like destroy this school completely. Yeah. As sexual, you know, accusations usually do. Mm-hmm. It'll basically corrupt anything that it's pointed at. Yeah. And so this um accusation that is made by judy johnson ends up escalating and other parents start joining in on these things and so the da at in this town uh his term is just about to expire right and he really wants to be reelected. okay and what better to help his chances to get reelected than by locking up some evil satanists that's right that's my and man so he turns to a group called the Children's Institute International. What's that? And that's an organization that works with abused childrens, with abused children. Childrens. <laughs> childrens. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They, it, they work with abused children to determine what happens in abuse cases and other stuff like that. And so they end up being the company that's hired to interview all of the McMartin clients. And so a social worker named. Key McFarlane. These are the dumbest names I've ever fucking heard. I know. (laughs) So, Key McFarlane, this is a girl, she uses some controversial methods, uh, a practice which is no longer allowed today, which is playing with anatomically correct dolls. Wow. Yeah. Um, And she used, like, stuffed animals and other toys to get the children to reveal, quote-unquote, yucky secrets. Okay. And and she would like have them point to where they were touched on like these dolls and stuff like that. And in March of 1985, okay, no, no, I won't I won't skip that far ahead yet actually. Um so these children are interviewed with these controversial methods, right? And they end up, you know, if we continue back to the stuff that was said in those past few episodes here, the they've been conditioned like as the social workers, the social workers have been conditioned to believe everything the children say. Yes. Even if it's containing fantastical elements that might not be true. And ridiculous. Yeah. And so on top of all these other things, the fears of communism being associated with the devil, the anti-cult movement, fundamentalist Christianity rising up and taking a higher stance, the Church of Satan's appearance, all these different things kind of aligning up at the same time, McCarthyism, etc. They continue doing that, and so the children are basically like giving them exactly what they want. Yeah. And so also using suggestive questioning, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. And so the parents would literally drive these children around town and have the children basically point at any house or business that was associated with the cult. (laughs) And they would write those addresses down and submit them to the DA. Damn. Yeah. And then the DA would turn around and send them back to every parent on like the town. And that would just compound the fear, you know? Which, by the way, if you have a kid stuck in a car and you're not going to stop driving until they point out houses, they're just going to point out random houses. 
Yeah, like, exactly. They're not smart things. They're fucking kids are idiots. Yep. They'll do anything to do what they want. So. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, they're taking everything literally from these kids. Yep. They don't think kids can lie. They think it's impossible that kids lie. Yeah. Which is a little ridiculous. I'm not saying you shouldn't believe kids, but I'm saying you should probably question it. Yeah, yeah, for real. And so on March 22nd, 1984, Virginia McMartin, Peggy McMartin Buckley, Ray Buckley, Ray's sister Peggy Ann Buckley, and then several teachers, Marianne Johnson, Betty Rader, and Babette Spittler, were charged with 115 counts of child abuse, later expanded to 321 counts of child abuse involving 48 children. In Martinsville, it was 180 cases with a mom, her husband, and their son that ran a daycare. So not as many. The U.S. always stays on top with numbers. So U.S. is winning this battle right now. <laughs> but very similar case. Very yeah, similar yeah. Case. So similar, and especially with the, the whole situations. And so the trial, you know, I think... Ray ends up being put in jail for a little while throughout waiting the trial. And so while the trial is still waiting, while, while this is happening, on in March also of 1985, a year after they are officially charged with these counts, <laughs> 50 McMartin preschool parents show up at the preschool to the lot beside it and they start digging a massive hole to try to find the tunnels where they're transporting the children. <laughs> Not only that, a plus for effort. Yeah, but the DA who wants to be reelected so badly hires an archaeological firm to help them excavate. So what they find, Ben? Nothing. <laughs> Which also in the Martinsville case, very similar thing. There's no evidence that's ever found at all. Yeah, like th there's never none. any physical evidence. Despite there being over 12,000 cases. Yeah. And that and these cases include, but are not always, murder, eating people, drinking blood, sexually abusing children, and a lot more. Yeah. And that's exactly the stuff that was in yeah. the stuff we talked about in the last episode, too. It's like... But a lot of the kids that claim it, nothing was ever found yeah. medically. Nothing no. was ever found, like, yeah. going somewhere and being... There were no missing kids exactly. in like 300 miles. Yeah, exactly. It was like they were like claiming all these things about babies being killed, but there were never any missing babies. No missing babies. There's no bones of babies. There's no nothing. There's legitimately well, you know, nothing. Like Bennett Braun said, mobile crematoriums. Of course. That's why. You got to burn the bodies as you go. Exactly. I mean, what else could it be? You know, give it two years after that. Three years after the charges have been dropped. And, and they've so, probably been in jail this whole time? Uh, Ray was, at least. I'm not sure about the others. But Ray and his mother, Peggy, at this point, are the only two defendants remaining because the DA says a case couldn't be built against the other five. Also in Martinsville, they claimed a cop was doing some shit, but because there was legitimately nothing except a kid's word that said it, they didn't do a case. Even though... To, to this day, some people still believe that he was involved in raping kids. I know. Yeah, that's the same way it is. Some, there are still people today who allege that the McMartins were involved in this satanic conspiracy, even though they've all been exonerated at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. And so the list of 
Not only that, not only the fact that there's only two defendants out of the original seven at this point, but the list of credible stories of the children is whittled down from 400 to 14. Which is a small difference. Yeah, and at this point, not only that, but Judy Johnson is completely just dead from alcoholism. <laughs> so she's not even there to testify on the bullshit that she started. <laughs> Damn. So she started this. She started yeah, all this. That, that's yeah. right. She was a schizophrenic bitch who thought yes. someone was playing with her kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, so, she was schizophrenic. She probably wouldn't have had a good court <laughs> case. No, no, no. And so, despite being found not guilty, obviously, the McMartin family's reputation is completely ruined just being due to association with satanic cults. And the preschool is not only shut down, but it's completely dismantled in search of the tunnels. They were really, they really wanted to find them. Yeah, so, yeah, Ray spent five years in prison awaiting the trial. Holy shit. Yeah. I hope he got compensated some money once he was... Mm, he didn't. Okay, Children's Institute International, the company that was hired to question the kids, at the end was accused of using suggestive questioning and interrogation tactics, and many of the kids were essentially just parroting whatever the fuck they were told to say. Yep, same things in Martinville. And yep. if people don't know what suggestive questioning is, um, you can have a question that isn't suggestive, such as, like, how is your time at this preschool? It very open-ended it can go either way a suggestive question would be were you touched at this school that which implies that that's what they're you know that's what you're talking about it's a very simple yes or no question and a lot of these kids i don't know about your case but in the martinsville case were brought in over and over yeah. and over and over yeah. and eventually they figure out if i just fucking say yes maybe i can leave yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much how all these happened. And like, so I'm gonna go over a few of the damages resulting just from this trial alone. So, so the school was lit on fire. Damn. It was graffiti with spray paint over the entire thing that had statements such as "death to Ray Buckley." Uh, Peggy, Ray's mom, was stabbed in the crotch by a man on the street one night. What? Yeah. Hold up. No. Yeah. A random dude came up and stabbed her on the crotch one night. She got her pussy stabbed? Yes. She got her fucking pussy stabbed. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bru <laughs> brutal as fuck. Several parents even went as far as attempting to solicit the services of a hitman to bomb her car. Yeah. So, obviously, they all lost everything. Yeah. And this sparks the satanic panic where dozens of people end up spending decades in prison for magical bullshit claims. And this is over 10,000 cases. And there was never a single one with a shred of proof at the end. Everyone was dropped or there are just people in jail for no reason. Yeah, so a couple other... Okay, now I'm going to get to, the, to that. Okay, now I will. A couple other lives... That were destroyed by these false accusations. In 1991, this is 10 years after this initially started, still going on. The Kellers, who is a family husband and wife, are convicted and sentenced to 48 years in prison for supposedly abusing children and making videos of them being forced to perform sexual acts on one another, as well as killing babies, sacrificing animals, digging up the dead... 
And there was even an expert testimony by a supposed ritual expert. Um, and, and then in 2013, these people were released on the fact that they did not receive a fair trial and there was no evidence to prove the claims. And then the children of this family even repeatedly testified that none of it happened. And it still went through. Damn. The children of this father. And the father was like, I guess I did it because of all this repressed memory shit. Yeah. And so he's like, I guess I did it and I just don't remember it. And the children are like, that never happened. Yeah. But, but they believe the adults. Same, same kind of thing in Martinsville. Um, there were people that went to jail for, well, they, they didn't go to jail. They were put on trial. But there were kids who would have those repressed memories brought up. And then they would be like, hey, these feel like fake memories. Like, the, yeah. I don't think they're real. And then the psychologist would go, that's what repressed memories feel like. Yeah. Is not real memories. Yeah. Yeah. So then the, you're basically convincing the kid anything you can think is definitely a real repressed yeah, memory. exactly. Uh, I got another one for you. I thought this one would be like near and dear to your heart. <laughs> oh, no. So there's a pimp oh, named, yeah. named Carl Drew in oh, the 70s. Oh, that's a terrible pimp name. Yeah, you know. I want to know what his pimp name was because you know he wasn't walking around the streets as Carl. Yeah, probably not. This is in the town of Fall River. We'll call him Sweeney. Yeah, sure. And it's in the 70s. And so, obviously, he did all sorts of terrible things. He was a pimp. He Great beat things. women. And he sold drugs. He extorted people. You he, know. No, you know what he did? You know what he did? He made money. He's living the American <laughs> dream. I mean, yeah. But he is currently still in jail for satanic ritual abuse murders that he wow. did not commit. He might have. Well, he didn't. How do you know? Because all of his lawyers have said he didn't. Well, that's what they're supposed to say. Like It was like things involving magic. What do you mean? It's the same kind of stuff as all this other stuff, where there's no evidence for it, but he's still in jail serving time. Do you think they kept him in prison because he was a pimp and this is the only thing? That no, they... he's not on, no, he's not in jail for, for any of his pimp-related no, no, crimes. No, I know. I'm saying, do you think they charged him with this and kept him in jail on this charge because this is what they could get to stick and not the pimp stuff? I mean, it's possible, but... Think how fucked up that is. Well, I know. I, I think, guess. Listen, I think all pimps should be free, obviously. <laughs> okay, so I think that's a good place to transition to how the satanic panic affected, like, <laughs> games and music and toys and entertainment and basically every fucking aspect. Which, in effect, <laughs> like, had an impact on your childhood. Yeah, actually it did, yeah. Not mine. And, and mine was... <laughs> Pretty minor, I would consider, Damn. comparatively to what uh, people that I know experienced. With, okay, so where should we start? Should we start with like the most common or the most insane? I guess I'll just talk about like I'm just gonna talk about music first. Music, and, okay. and so how all these different types of music were demonized as being satanic or a gateway to Satanism or stuff like that. And so I think when we think of it. We commonly would think of like metal. We would yeah. be like, oh, metal, metal is satanic. And, and I guess the metal that would be referred to during this time is like ACDC, Black Sabbath, and, and yeah, uh, ACDC and stuff, Motley and stuff Crew. that, yeah, Molly Crew, stuff that I would consider like Mild. classic rock yeah. or classic metal. But stuff to them that was considered ex like the epitome of absolute 
evil. Like, can we insert like a small clip of one of these songs? Yeah, yeah, like, just to hear what pure evil really sounds. Yeah, I like. mean, I think Molly Crew is a yeah. great example of what pure, unadulterated evil. Absolute evil. Yeah, I mean, you cannot get any more evil than this right here. Yeah, let's hear it. Did you just see the devil pop up in your basement? I mean, yeah. That's because it's Motley Crue. Or, you know. I'm skipping a little bit here. Oh, such a classic. Oh, yeah. Such a classic evil song. Oh, yeah. Just pure fucking evil. If you had to choose a satanic singer from the time period we're talking about, who do you think? Who would you, if you were a Christian nationalist, who would you go after? I know who I'd go after. Ozzy Osbourne. That's a good one. He did bite a bat's head yeah, off. And he named his band Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Still great songs. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I would go after Marilyn Manson. Yeah, the Antichrist superstar. That's what dude, he called himself. He, yeah, I love Manson. I hate him. I love Manson, dude. I thought I liked him because I liked his take on arithmetic's... Um, What's that one song? Look up Marilyn Manson arithmetic. Like, I think it's arithmetic. It's not arithmetic. It's like E. <laughs> it's a cover. Sweet Dreams. You don't like Sweet Dreams? No, I do like that song. It's a great song. Okay, so here's the thing about Sweet Dreams. So you don't like that? No, I love this song. But here's the thing. I heard this and I thought I was going to try to get into Marilyn Manson. And then I watched one of his live concerts and he did look demon possessed. <laughs> like he does embody evil. He I mean, looks insane. He is the Antichrist superstar. Yeah. That's his name. And people don't like him na nowadays. Yeah. He's canceled. Yeah. It's Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he locked women in like a closet for days at a time or a bathroom or some shit that was like painted bloody. Something That's what like I that. heard. Yeah, but guess what? It's Marilyn Manson. Like, are you that surprised? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's like me yeah. going to a classical music concert and being pissed off that there's pianos playing. Like, <laughs> That's what you sign up for when I you mean, try to fuck Marilyn Manson. Uh, it's like yeah, people you know are trying, you're getting it too. People are trying to push charges on I'm pretty sure the dead like Hugh Hefner. They said he sexually assaulted people. There was one chick that was like, Yeah, he wanted me to do gross things like be in a threesome. Bitch, you're at the Playboy Mansion with Hugh Hefner. You think he likes vanilla missionary sex? You think he's like, oh, I love you. Bitch, he's a player. He is not a player. He's the player. Like, of course he's going to, like, I'm not saying that it's okay to do fucked up sex, sexual things, but if there's one person in the world that's going to do crazy fucked up sexual things, it's one, Hugh Hefner, and two, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. Like, just use your brain. Yeah, I mean, and I think we could tie that back into how overly sensitive the hyper-sensitive left crowd is. Yeah. 
They're pretty. Where it's just like, you know, people get them what s- someone does on on their own time, good or bad. Yes. I I did want to talk about this. You know, even if it is supporting them, it doesn't make me dislike what they have already contributed to an artistic field because yeah. of actions that they have taken. There have always been actions that artists have taken that have been considered not pleasant. Yeah. It doesn't matter what artist you look at in what genre. They all do fucked up shit because they are people. Well, The question is whether you like their product or not and whether you want to listen to it. That's yeah. literally that's the only question I'm asking myself when I choose music. It's and like, here's another thing. A lot of people that make the best music are fucking drugged out 24-7 because they're rock stars, and that's the life. And when you're drugged out of your mind, sometimes you say some off-colored shit. Yeah. Or do some shitty actions. And it's not good that you do these things, but it doesn't affect your music at all. Like, Yeah, no, it's not. It's separating, it doesn't reflect the music. It's, you yeah. separate the musician from their art. Yes. Now, I could... Playing devil's advocate, I can understand someone being like, you're supporting them getting money by buying their shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. So pirate their music. Like, you could still yeah. listen to it without supporting them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The question, I think, for the for the art that they're providing is, do you like the art? Yeah. And then, you know, you can get into those other questions of, <laughs> are you supporting them do something that you don't want to support? You know? Yeah. And if it's a truly shitty thing, they'll get arrested. Now, of course, it's not a perfect world. People get away with a lot of shit. But I I really did want to touch on this in the music episode a few episodes ago. You really should not... Like, people that create art, they're still people. Yeah. Like, people want to think that everyone that makes anything is a super liberal, loves everybody, uh, baby for example, said some homophobic shit, right? Yeah. And people got super mad. He's a rapper who talks about how he's better than women. Like, is it that insane that he might say some homophobic shit when he's murdered someone? True. Yeah. And I'm not saying homophobic shit's okay, but I'm saying 21 is a good song. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And we shouldn't be shocked when these people who are obviously not good role models do or say things that are obviously not good. Yeah. Just because you're rich doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. Just because you have good art doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. There's I guess people get the lines blurred between between someone that is famous and someone that is a good role model. Yeah. Yeah. Because people... Anyways. Let's get yeah. back into Satanic Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen. Because... So the, this is every artist that has been... You know, the artists from every genre have been accused of satanic leaning yeah. art. Blues so it's everything one. from Queen to Deep Purple to Led Zeppelin to Don Johnson to the Eagles, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Molly Crew, Slayer, Metallica, you know, you name it. It's yeah. probably been accused of having some sort of satanic like leaning yeah exactly yeah and, and if you can't hear the satanic while it's playing forwards bitch play it yeah, exactly backwards. just play it backwards the backwards masking and that's definitely something that we're gonna get to like there were literally backward maskings where even there was this one christian hair metal band called petra got in on the backwards masking 
That was a big thing back then. Yeah, it was. Because there was like this whole thing where they said that Led Zeppelin in Stairway to Heaven, there was this part that said something about my sweet Satan. Here's to my sweet Satan. Wow. Here's to my sweet Satan. They yeah. said that, but it didn't really say that. It was reverse music. Yeah, it was reverse music that sounded like jumbles of yeah. consonants and, then, and vowels, and then people put what they want to hear yeah. over it. And then if you listen to it, you hear nothing, and then when you say what you want someone to hear, they hear it. Yeah, <laughs> it's because like, it's yeah. just gibberish. Yeah, like I've done the test myself, because there's a bunch more than just the here's to my sweet Satan thing. There's a whole bunch of other shit that people have said, that's what it says. You yeah. hear nothing at first, and then you hear it, and you're like, Okay, maybe that's what it says. <laughs> like, people are dumb. You think like most people out there are idiots. You think their brain is working to reverse a song in their head to subliminally be a <laughs> Satan? Like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> insane. Most people can't add. <laughs> and most people are like, I can't math. Yeah. And you think that they listen to a song, dissect the song, play it in reverse in their mind, pick, pick up the gibberish, and become more Satan. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing You're like, now ever. I'm going to start sacrificing babies. Yeah. I'm going to start sacrificing babies, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so dumb. But Even Petra literally put in in their own record, they were like, when you played it backwards, it said, what are you doing looking for the devil for when you ought to be looking for the Lord? <laughs> what? That's the thing. so stupid. Like, you know, and it's it doesn't end up helping when, when like, bands like Motley Crue did put, like, pentagrams on their drum sets and, like, yeah. put it on their album covers and shit because, I mean, like, today it just looks corny. Yeah. But back then, it was like... That's crazy. The equivalent of eating a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like It was like, oh my God, they put a pentagram on a picture. <gasps> Is that a sideways star of David? <laughs> it's like, no, no, the Lord, like the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like just the absolute absurdity of their panic is like... It's ridiculous. It's just cringy. Like also, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And also, this is only music. Like, yeah, this is just music. This is just how they freaked the like. People still freak the fuck out yeah. about music. Like, I mean, I, 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 we could talk about music then about how that even affected my childhood because I was not allowed to listen to things like Marilyn Manson. I was not allowed to listen to Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lincoln Park was a far stretch into the world of the evil, distorted guitars for now, me. And how like, far, like, how old were you? Oh, I was like a in like a freshman in high school, at least. Damn. When when I discovered things like that. See, I always listened to everything. Like my parents didn't really care what I listened to because they were smart enough not to know that I wasn't going to become a Satanist from listening to Eminem. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, no rap. I didn't even was not even ex I was not even exposed to rap until like junior year or something. Shit. Probably honestly. All right, so that's music. What else is there? Yeah. What yeah. else did people go insane over? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so entertainment and toys. Like, so there's this guy. His name is Phil Phillips, and he wrote 
His name is Phil Phillips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a dumb name. Who names? That's like, that's like if my name was Alex Alexander. Like, that's such a (laughs) dumb name. Yeah. Hey, Philip Phillipson. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Pretty bad. Okay. So he writes two books, right? So his first book is called Turmoil in the Toy Box, which is 1986. And this book states that 40% of Christian, or sorry, 40% of children's toys are designed to lead children astray into Satanism. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It gets even worse. So his second book, his 1991 book, which is called Saturday Morning Mind Control, is in the same vein, and it states that 80% of all cartoons are designed with the satanic intent of brainwashing children. 80%. 80% of, of children's shows and 40% of toys. I didn't know Ed, Ed, and Eddie was that bad. Yeah, you cannot make this shit up. Like, just, these people are I, insane. I kind of want to read these books. I mean, yeah, I kind of do too. Okay, so 1987, two more insane-ass Christians... <laughs> published a ridiculous book filled with a bullshit title called The Christian Response to Dungeons and Dragons, The Catechism of the New Age. And in it, they say that D&D is bad because it encourages critical thinking in people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what leads them to the devil. Isn't it terrible when thinking becomes evil? (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know. And that that is essentially we'll get into this in depth in the Christian nationalism episode, but that's what Christian nationalists hate is they hate Thoughts. knowledge. They hate knowledge because knowledge is associated with worldliness and being of this evil, sinful world that's controlled by the devil. And so if you're associated with this world, you're associated with the devil. And so the more you like knowledge and, and secular knowledge, as they would call it, the more you learn, the farther apart you become from God and his divine knowledge. <laughs> well, if they don't want to be worldly, they should all just kill themselves. They'll be really not worldly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. But that's a sin, yeah. apparently. I don't yeah, think it yeah. ever says that in the Bible, does it? It doesn't, but there's a lot of Christians that do believe that things like suicide are a sin or something. There's a lot of things that Christians just believe that's like nowhere in the bible yeah they just they just believe it because they're told that and yep that's it like the whole using the lord's name in vain we looked up the definition in vain of vain and it has nothing to do with saying like oh gosh i said gosh oh god like it has nothing oh no it's it's in gosh oh gosh too or oh darn or oh crap yeah that's things that that are equally like bad yeah but we looked it up the definition and that's not what it means at all like it's just propagated by a bunch of people who think that they know what they're talking about because that's what their parents didn't allow them to do yeah yeah they don't pretty much yeah like when i was a kid i wore a hat everywhere right yeah and i have my parents are actually pretty awesome i love my parents shout out um but i'd wear and apparently it's like disrespectful to wear a hat in church. Yeah, I was never allowed to wear a hat in church either. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Even though I wear a hat all the time. Yeah, like that's what, how I used to be. I'd always wear this hat. And so my mom looked at me one day and she was like, hey, you can't wear that in church. And I was like, why? And she was like, it's disrespectful. And I was like, why? And she was like, "Uh, I don't really know. 
You can wear it if you want, but I just need to tell you that people will probably find it disrespectful and they may give you bad looks. So like I had really great parents where they, if it didn't make sense, they were like, you can do what you want, but you do have to understand that some of these people might look at you in a negative manner. Yeah. Yeah. At least you had that. No, I, I, I did have great parents, which is why I'm still Christian. Is because I mean, yeah, that's a good thing, at least. Like my parents, that I really love the kind of Christianity that they believe in. And yeah. that's why I believe in it. In magic. They are <laughs> my dad is a little magic y. My mom, I think she just might go along with it. I don't really know. <laughs> I feel like she's more progressive. She's still technically a Republican, I think, but she didn't vote for Trump. Um, I think she voted for Hillary and Biden, actually. She's definitely not a Republican. Then. Well, she really hated Trump. <laughs> I mean, any smart fucking person yeah. would. Which Trump was actually the first time my dad didn't vote in his life. He was like, I can't <laughs> morally damn, vote damn. for Trump or Hillary. I mean, that's that's a good choice, honestly. Yeah. My parents are smart people. I love my parents. Shout out Rob and Dana. Shout out. Don't <laughs> listen to this podcast. I'm sorry I curse. Yeah, they won't listen to it, I'm sure. My parents won't either. Yeah, it has the name Satanic in it. Or um The Devil. Yeah. I always love it when my mom's talking about me and she says, Speak of the devil. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, yes, I am. You're like, I'm here, mom. I'm like, here I am. Oh. Satan. Okay, sharp. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so that's entertainment. You know, toys apparently are 40% satanic and cartoons and TV shows are 80% yeah. satanic. Now, by satanic, do they mean of supporting the devil or not being fully Christian? I mean, like, just something that is satanically influenced in intention of leading the children astray into, the, into his path. So insane. It's just so stupid. It's so bad. Now, did you have anything with the, with the, oh, wait, yes, you did. So this includes like Harry Potter. Yes. Harry Potter and, and media and stuff like that. Like I, in elementary school, was not allowed to read the Harry Potter book. Which is so ridiculous. <laughs> because of witchcraft. <laughs> it's, and wizardry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't forget that. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. You know what my mom said? She was actually disappointed that, that we swear on this podcast. <laughs> she was like, you could have such a wider audience if you didn't. And I was like, not the audience I, was I like, want. I was like, I'm not really catering to that audience. Yeah. I was like, I know who I want to listen to this. And they fucking swear. Yeah. By the way, this has no disrespect to anyone listening to this podcast, but we don't do it for you. No, it doesn't matter. It's fun for us. There like, are other people who yeah. will enjoy it. I know there are other people like us. Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I'm not worried. I told her this straight up. I'm not worried about who I might be excluding with my language choices. Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, at the end. Listen, if you enjoy it, if you're offended, either continue listening or get the fuck over it. I don't really have anything else to. We just do this for fun. Like we come here. We talk. We say what we think, exactly. and that's it. It doesn't matter who listens. Yeah. Like, if you want to listen, high five, we like you, because you're great. Yeah. But if you don't want to listen, like, that's okay, too. Yeah. This is still really fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's... 
This That's is my what people seem beer. to not understand. Is they don't seem to understand that there can be a specific reason for doing something and not be what they think it is. Yeah. Other than just wanting attention. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess that in their mind, that is the primary thing. I mean, yeah. We have like we talked about having a podcast way before we had one because <laughs> yeah. we we both love the conversations we have. Yeah. And we both listen to podcasts a fuck ton. Yeah. Podcasts are the best. Oh yeah, they're great. It's like the best kind of in between of like a modern radio interview and like a like a newspaper or something. Like it's not controlled. It's not so censored that you can't say what you want. It's a free medium. Where you can go in long form conversation about any topic you choose. Yeah. It's superior. It's the superior medium currently. It is. You can. And it's also a, it's a place where people can be people. Yeah. Like you can't do that on the news. You can't be a no. person. Yeah. You got to like tailor yourself. Hello. To, yeah. My name is Alex and I'm with Fuck You News. It's not enjoyable to talk like that. It's an outdated medium. It's stupid. It really is. And that's why people are much more inclined to listen to podcasts because it's a natural conversation. It's like what they experience in everyday life. It's people. Yeah. It's not catered to be something that influences them in some certain way. Yeah. And even though we're biased because everyone's biased. Yeah. But the point of the show is that we're not biased. Yeah. The that point- we discuss things from either side, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. We're going to at least explore every option before we say fuck that yeah which usually we do say fuck that but like yeah but it's based out of logic yeah. I, I think so and, and, and i think it's an objective logic and if you disagree i think you're not logical so well if you didn't know if you disagree comment and say what you do think yeah maybe and, maybe we'll change our minds yeah maybe and the, if we don't then you don't have to listen yeah i mean play devil's advocate to us that's the whole point of this but you know if you're not pulling Logic and facts, I mean, there's no point. I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Like, don't just pull bullshit and expect people to be like, oh, yeah, how could it not be? By the way, I just started smoking a cigar. Yeah. It is a Perdomo Habana, I think. Yeah, Perdomo Habana. Hmm. Fucking great cigar. Huh. Anyways, getting back on topic, um on like entertainment and such being satanic like harry potter which is ridiculous there's also video games oh did we not get into it we we talked about harry potter yeah oh okay yeah yeah. but so there's like harry potter which is ridiculous and you know they're okay with it now now but back then it was like i remember hearing about it and laughing like there were preachers that were like you can't do that yeah and apparently you lived in that like yeah that was your family yeah my i was not allowed to and be involved with anything involving magic or witchcraft or wizardry anything of the sort yeah your parents would rather you play gta where you can kill people no they didn't let me play gta i know but you know i was not allowed to play pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or anything like that because of i guess you know, Christian fears involving such things. And, and I should have pulled clips. Maybe I'll insert some clips after the fact or something, mm-hmm. or we can discuss them on another episode in the future. I'll probably just do that. Where there's so many really good clips of like conservatives freaking out in the past about like what exactly was wrong with Pokemon and Dungeons yep. and Dragons, where they're describing about how it's just talking about demons infecting their children and all this shit. Like, Monster energy drinks. No, oh, did yeah. you see the monster lady? Yeah, yeah. Where she was talking, the apparently a six in Greek, Hebrew, Hebrew. Yeah. A six in Hebrew 
is a line with a little notch on it. So if you connect the three notches that makes an M on the monster can, yeah. it represents 666, which, by the way, is not how you would write 666 in Hebrew. Like, ridiculous yeah. shit. They it's really like, went it's after like things that are a, It's a claw that has been scrapped. Yeah. It's and then they're like, oh, what else could it mean? Because their logo is Unleash the Beast. Unleash the Beast, which is like the the mark of the beast, yeah, right? Yeah. And there was some other shit too. Like it said MILF on the can or something. But there was one that was uh like like or BFC. Big fucking car. Yeah, big fucking can. It was a 32 ounce can of monster. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can just get back into a few like this is the last thing I have for satanic panic stuff, and then we can kind of just wrap up and talk about yeah, know, just satanic panic in general, I guess. Uh just some more like one more case here where th- that was a big one. Um, and that's called the West Memphis Three. And that's in Tennessee, 1993. Several young people's bodies are found in the woods with mutilations. And their genitalia are removed. Oh, so these are real killings. Yes, this is a real killing. Actual murders, okay. And the cops append the murders on a group of long-haired kids who had drawn pictures of bands like Metallica and stuff. And they had like had a history of shoplifting or something. Oh, it was like no. nothing violent or yeah. anything. But they were like, yeah. It's, they smoked weed. Yeah, like, those kids. Yeah. The delinquents, they killed them. And so they pinned the murders on them. And so the police then they proceed to find a child who knows these two like metalhead boys. And this kid has an IQ of 72. Yeah. Still? Hopefully he's smarter than that. Mm, no. Uh, he's not their friend. Uh, and the police bribe this child's family for him to testify against the other boys. And so in order to get him to say what they want, the police go through, you know, 12 plus hours of interrogations with no child activists, no lawyers, no parents. And the police, obviously, they finally get the kid to say whatever they want him to say. Yeah. And the kid admits that he and the other two boys committed the murders. And all three are convicted. One of the boys, uh, Eccles, is sentenced to death. Baldwin is sentenced to life in prison. And then the mentally handicapped kid is sentenced to life plus 22-year sentences. Oh, so the kid admitted he did it? Yeah. With them? Yeah. And so he gets sentenced to two 20-year sentences plus life. Yeah. And... Uh, Are they out now? Like, was it... Luckily, they, Eccles was not killed. Uh, they were all in jail for the longest time. But in 2007, because of new DNA technology that was not available when the trial first happened, the, the new evidence was produced that none of the three boys were responsible for the crime. <laughs> But they were all denied retrials, even though they were let out. Okay, yeah. but they got. They, they, I think they did. But get they didn't let make out. any money or anything. No, no, they got. What? They got nothing for any of this. And so it's just like they just got their entire panic. lives ruined. Yeah, that's like this whole satanic panic. You know, the Kellers in 1991, like where they got out, but the, and the children were like, they never did any of this. But they spent 48 years in prison. They spent their whole fucking lives basically in prison. They're out now, but they spent their whole fucking lives in prison. And same thing with these kids. Like it's just tons like the one woman getting stabbed in the crotch and now she's not guilty yeah it's like all these her son and people, spending five years in prison and people still guilty. think they're guilty yeah like there's people that still think that all these people are guilty even though they've basically all been proven yeah. innocent at this point and i guess like i didn't even really get to like it's still going on now so yeah explain that a little bit let's get into that just for a little bit because yeah. i don't see it 
in today. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's definitely less prevalent. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's still going on through things like QAnon. Because okay. QAnon is just modern day satanic panic. And I think at this point, we'll just do it in the future, we'll just do a whole episode on QAnon. Which I'm so excited. Yeah, because there's just plenty to talk about on it. Um, you know, think about how people freaked out when Lil Nas X released Montero. Oh, yeah. by your name. And the Satan shoes and the music video where he gave Satan a lap dance. The Christians freaked the fuck out because of Satan. Yeah. And the thing is, Christians are so removed oh yeah from life like from people they're they're such they isolate themselves so much that when stuff like this comes out and by the way these people probably don't believe in satan like it's a symbol and they put it out because they probably think it looks cool or they're trying to get people mad and christians always they fall in the trap every time where it's just like look it's a star and Christians are like, oh my God, <laughs> not the five-pointed star. I know, they're like, it's turned a different direction. It's five points instead of six points. Five means Satan because five looks like an S. Like, it's the most ridiculous shit ever. And they fall into it every time, and it makes them look so stupid every time. Oh, yeah, they look fucking stupid. Speaking of looking stupid, here, here's a good little clip here. Of a so this here's a good little clip of a anti-Satanist propaganda that was used with the police forces called the Law Enforcement Guide to Satanic Cults, and this was a 1994 police training video. Okay, there's two different communities that use this park. Uh, one is the uh, pagan or occultic community, and the other community is, of course, the homosexual community. Interestingly enough, uh, they go hand in hand. And so, well, see, here you go. Um, He's pointing at a park, picture of I mean, a pentagram on a tree. Got started. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from this a is supposed a cult Interesting expert. thing about this pentacle is it's an upright pentacle. This is not a satanic pentacle. Now, the reason why this pentacle would not be considered satanic is because it has one point up. Now, Satanists would reverse this star, or pentacle as it's called, and have two points up. Those represent uh, the horns of Baphomet uh, and or the horns of Satan. Uh, but now, <laughs> right over here, I can see on a tree here, there's a... This there's is a, a law uh, enforcement guide to satanic cults. This is a very generic symbol. Uh, generic. He said generic. Yeah, I know, it's well, real bad. it's actually fairly fresh, too. Um, this here, of course, is... Uh, a bastardization of Christianity, and it's a very common symbol. Obviously, they probably had a party or, or a ritual here uh, within the past night or two. Uh, usually what they'll do is they'll mark, it's almost like a path. They'll mark <laughs> the path to kind of show you where the action's at. Uh, the colors they'll use will be white, red, and black. Those are the dominant uh, colors of uh, the satanic movement. And uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's the, literally the kind of shit that they're posting. And basically, you know, you can find it anywhere. It's a really popular video that was made. And that looks like uh, maybe four 16 year olds got spray paint and they said, how can we make people mad? Like that was the shittiest drawn everything I've ever seen. <sighs> and it, yeah. it just shows 
because I don't think there's anything in the Bible about a five-pointed star being evil or the cross upside down being insanity. Like, people just want to be mad. And yeah, like today, like that seems like bullshit, doesn't it? It like it's is. a joke. Like, but see, like I guess the humor fades when we realize that there's still people in jail for yeah. stuff this stupid, this fucking stupid. And that's like the power that these people can have when other people are afraid. Yeah, spending decades in prison with no reimbursement, ruining your life. You are now. 60 years old with no money, no retirement. You were in prison for satanic shit, which people probably aren't going to hire you for, even though you weren't guilty. Uh, it's, it's, I am a Christian. This is ridiculous. Like, it's absurd. It's just, people. Oh, it's crazy. And then, you know, like, on top of all the examples that I've listed, there's oh, yeah. thousands of Those cases. are just a couple. Yeah, this is just this is just a very small, small few. And even, like, right now, I'm looking, I've, like, while we've been sitting here just in the last few seconds, I've read, I've looked at three more cases already. Um, and so, at this point, the legacy of the satanic panic is completely interwoven into American culture and politics. And it's, you know, it's, that's viewed through QAnon and all the way beyond because the public is was already skeptical at a certain point of these satanic ritual abuse claims because there were no proof at any point. Um, but all of these different groups and things have still been demonized to this day. You know, like, well, here's my I understand why people don't like them because they don't get it. They don't. I'm talking about like Dungeons and Dragons oh, okay. and and it's any of it, metal music and any it's any of it, like yeah. all this stuff. I what was, were you saying? I was talking about Satanism oh, specifically. Yeah, yeah, like I get why Christians don't like it, right? It's because when they hear that, they really think people are worshiping the devil in their Bible, and almost always, not always, there are real satanic groups, and I'm sure some of them do some crazy shit, but. For the most part, it's just people being like, it's kind of ridiculous that we could just call ourselves this and you get so mad. Yeah. Like, it's it's dumb. Oh, yeah. like And by Especially playing, if there's points, like, where they are already stating what they believe in. Yeah. And there's people that are like, that's not what you believe in. Yeah. It's it, like, says what, you? Like, it's like setting up a punchline and Christians always just go for the dumb person like they never ask a question no they never do anything they just their first assumption is what they believe they're not going to know any different and they're going to go you're being used by the devil yeah my devil that i believe in i project that you believe in the same devil that i do that yeah. controls hell and evil people but you worship him so you must be a murderer like it's so ridiculous i mean yeah it's insane that they just because they exist on that, there's only they're two so, options. They're so closed. Yeah. They live yeah. in this circle of evil and good. And like we've said before, binaries, any binary sucks. Yeah, there's no, pretty much. A yeah. binary isn't a thing. Like, there's no good and evil. Yeah, the world's way too complex to be yeah. listed in such a simple way of looking at things, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's just ridiculous. So this is the satanic panic. It's dumb shit. People getting too mad and people paying the price for it. Yeah. And the real fear is that tomorrow someone could decide that the real demonic influence is us. Yeah. It's, and then we're the ones in jail. 
because communism. that's what all these people were. They were just normal fucking people who got accused of some magical bullshit and then other people freaked out because of their superstition. Yeah. Maybe they liked the picture of a five-pointed star. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's it. They liked yeah, how that's, it looked. That's it's me. A cool, <laughs> yeah, it's a cool aesthetic. And now you'll be put in jail for 50 years with no reimbursement. You're old as fuck. You've probably been, not probably, you have been traumatized in prison. You can't live a good life. Your life was taken from you for yeah. the dumbest shit. Your whole life taken with no compensation on the superstitious beliefs of someone else. Mm. And you get nothing for it. But freedom of religion, right? Yeah. So, or, or really what it ends up being is just Christian privilege. Yeah. I was a Christian evangelical. And I would consider it persecution against me. It's insane. As a Christian. I considered movies, you know, swearing or showing nudity or doing any of these supposedly evil satanic things as a persecution of my beliefs. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It's insane. If there's anything you can learn from this, it's not, it's just don't be a closed-minded idiot. Yeah, like... Like, look into things. Like, I have never, like, as a member of the Satanic Temple and also a member of, like, a small independent congregation of Satanists in Pennsylvania called Satanic Delco, I've never met a Satanist to this day who believed in a real Satan. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same as, like, being a Christian and people assume the worst about you. Like, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, like exactly. That's why I I don't tell people I'm Christian. Yeah, because they'll be like, "You hate gay people." Yeah, and I don't usually like I don't walk up to people and introduce myself as a Satanist by any means. Well, yeah. If they come to that conclusion, then so be it. But obviously, you might be jailed for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. Someone might pin a crime on you with no, no evidence. I mean, yeah, and and, and I feel like I have been treated differently at jobs because of wearing satanic imagery. I really think that it's happened. Which it's it's insane. And it's like, can I not just wear whatever the fuck I want to wear and not be treated differently? No. I mean, I'm not like acting any differently. I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. But that will uh, give a good segue into next week when we talk about just Satanism in general and Christianity. Yeah. And I guess where you and I both come from on that topic. Yeah. And that, well, that, that way I can kind of explain a little bit what Satanism is too. So. Yeah. And I can kind of just, dis- I'll describe like, because I know I don't come off as Christian. What I say, I am a Christian. I'm going to explain my Christianity, which makes Ben fucking so mad. I mean, I know you're not, so it's okay. But I I am a Christian. Understand. I'm a Christian though. So I'll explain. I'll explain what I believe, basically. Yeah. And um, you'll explain what you believe. We'll explain our upbringings. Yeah, of course. And we won't murder each other because we have different religious beliefs. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it doesn't even really matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, we can still be good friends. Yeah. Has it ever even mattered? Yeah, it's only mattered to you, I guess. Yeah. Christian. <laughs> I've always assumed that you love drinking blood of babies. Oh, yeah. I mean, even before you knew me. Yeah, I just looked at you and I was like, that guy fucking loves killing children. Look at him with his black hat. <laughs> How dare he? Yeah, that's all it took. Yeah, and just wearing a black hat. Yeah, and tattoos. You know, I'm on that road. <laughs> yeah, you're on the road. But... Thank you for listening to our podcast if yep. you've made it this far. Yeah, thank you guys. That's a, a good couple episodes to 
wrap up what the satanic panic is and really set a foundation for basically everything we're going to talk about forever. 80% of you, yeah. 80% of me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, well, hell yeah. See, see you next week. week. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying this podcast? We fucking know you are. I'm sure they could enjoy it even more, though. <sighs> All right, you negative asshole. I'm sure our lovely audience could enjoy it more by checking out our Patreon page. Ah, yes. Well, look at you solving problems. We've got multiple tiers to choose from, so there's not really any financial pressure. Thank you for that. And uh, whether it be early <laughs> access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive Patreon-only merch, or just listening to Ben and I ramble about the different types of orifices in the human body, our Patreon has a large variety of special content for very special people. Plenty of rambling. And don't forget, you rambling asshole, that that's far from all we're offering. We are creating video and audio comedy bits for TikTok and everything. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Giving access to behind-the-scenes content and occasionally bringing on the coolest fucking guests ever. Amongst many other things. To check all of this out, go to patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. And maybe, Ben, if you weren't such a disgusting pothead, you would have remembered to say that not only do we have Patreon exclusive merch, but we also sell a shit ton of merch to our general audience on our website. Yeah, no, maybe I should have remembered that because that is the best way that you can support us aside from subscribing to our Patreon. But you can check all of that out on our website, which is www.therealdevilsadvocatepodcast.com and find us on any of our social media platforms or streaming platforms with the tag The Real Devil's Advocate Podcast. And again, that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thereal.devil S-A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Jesus.